you are about to enter Chuck versus the podcast, the place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars. Yvonne Strahovski. Zachary Levi. Joshua Gomez. Ryan McFarland. Adam Baldwin. Sarah Lancaster. Contests. We are giving away a Chuck Press Kit. The directors. Jason Enzler. Norman Buckley. The guest stars. Steve Austin. Kristen Griff. Conventions. Lights come up and here comes Jester out on stage. Set visits. This is the guy right here. And much more. Are you ready? This is Gray. This is Mel. This is Liz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck versus the Podcast, episode 84, for Wednesday, March 16th, 2011, one day before St. Patrick's Day. So, happy St. Patrick's Day to you tomorrow. Um, but we have a new episode of Chuck to discuss and a cornucopia of news items, so we got to get right to it. Uh, first of all, in ratings news, Chuck versus the A-Team, actually we should call it Chuck versus Daylight Savings Times, dipped slightly to 1.6 in the 18 to 49 demo. How that breaks down as we discussed in our ratings and renewal podcast last week, we did expect a drop to 1.6. And for there to be, a, remember we talked about a core number of 5.3 million viewers um, and that we did expect a little bit of a drop. Well, this 5.3 million viewers did show up at 8 o'clock. Uh, we're not sure why roughly 600,000 of them left at 8.30. But before anyone overreacts, we did tell you that, again, the drop was going to be much less than last year, which it was. In the adjusted finals, which basically average all this out, there were 4.922 million viewers. This represented only a 7% drop for daylight savings time compared to 17% last year. Also, the demo stayed at 1.6 in the finals, just as we predicted, which was only a 6% drop compared to last year's 17%. Compared to other shows on this night, Chuck dropped almost the least. Harry's Law did go up in the finals, but The Bachelor was down 15%. The event was down 14%. Mad Love fell 13%. Compared to these, Chuck dropping only 6 or 7% doesn't seem quite as bad. Are we happy with 1.6? No. We do need to get this back up, and we do want to remind you there is some stiff competition coming with the return of Dancing with the Stars. Remember to watch live. Tell your friends, watch live. Because mm -hmm. we do need it to bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had a pretty good response to our podcast talking about ratings and product placement and chances for renewal mm -hmm. uh, from last time. Uh, and a lot of people were um, just appreciative that we got that information out there. And there were some questions also about product placement that we're going to do our best to get the answers for and answered later. Mm -hmm. But we just wanted to thank you all for listening and for sending in your questions. If you have any more questions, feel free to send them in mm -hmm. to mail at chuckpodcast.com and we'll see what we can do. But in keeping with our suggestion from last time that fans support the advertisers who participate in product placement on the show, we are giving away the Blob 2 t-shirts. We have, of course, we have the fashion column every week. And several people inquired about the t-shirt Chuck Ward Breakfast and Chuck vs. the Gobbler, uh, episode 412, that was touting THQ's new game, De Blob 2. And when we went looking for it, we discovered that the shirt is a limited edition promotional item for the game, and it's not available for, for purchase. But thanks to Robin, the Czech um, costume designer, 
we were able to get in touch with THQ and they asked if we'd like to do a t-shirt giveaway. And of course we said yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So this gives Czech fans a chance to win a cool new uh, nerd shirt. And it also gives us the opportunity to show another in-show advertiser that we appreciate their support of Czech. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you can enter this giveaway without buying anything. But if you have purchased or if you plan to purchase Deblob 2, it's a video game that's for your PS3 or um, I think it may also... It's on some other platforms, too. I can't remember which all they are. But you, we encourage you to post a note on their Facebook wall with that information just saying, you know, I saw this on Chuck and I wanted to let you know that I did buy the, sh- the, the game or I plan to buy the game. But the entry process for the giveaway is really easy. You go to DeBlob's Facebook page and like it. And then come back to ChuckTV.net and find the giveaway post. Fill out the entry form. Be sure to include your name as it appears on Facebook. That's why this is a private entry, so that you don't have to expose your name to everybody. Uh One entry per person. Entries must be received by 11.59 Pacific Time on Sunday, March 27th, 2011, to be eligible. And we will be choosing 20 20. winners. 20. Wow. At random from eligible entries, and we'll notify the winners via email. Yeah, THQ is giving us 20 t-shirts to give away. So... Yeah, there's a really good chance you're going to win. There's a lot of entries already, but you still have plenty of time to enter. Yeah, they started coming in really quick, too, as soon as that went up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And tell me, is it available for international fans or only U.S.? I believe it is available for international fans. Oh, good. Yes. So, come on, Chucksters. Cool. Very cool. Well, speaking of liking a page to win something, guess what Cloud B has going on now? Let me get my my little friend. Here's, here he is. I still got him here. You could still get your 50% discount for this little guy right here during the month of March from Cloud B. They are really excited about, about doing this for us. And um, to get the exclusive discount, just follow these simple, easy peasy steps. Go to the Facebook page for Cloud B and like them. And then comment on Cloud B's wall that you saw sh- the sleep sheep. <laughs> I have a hard time saying it, so I just call him Al. <laughs> you can you can have Al for your very own for 50% off. Just comment on Cloudy's wall that you saw this guy Al on February 21st episode of Chuck and Cloudy will send each person who likes and leaves a comment an exclusive 50% discount code for Al to use on their website. So pretty cool. Isn't he cute? He's like the cutest thing. <laughs> very cool actually took them with us on our trip this offer remember it's only good through the month of march when march is over so is al he says goodbye for 50 percent off although he'll still be there for you to get um so take the opportunity right now for to show cloud b and nbc that you notice and appreciate their support and you know support chuck and all the product placement so remember it's a virtual part of funding for chuck we want advertisers and the network to know that fans will respond to that if it means that we'll get another season. So this little guy came with me this weekend. He's both adorable and soothing. Mm. Believe me, you got these little things in the back, these little um, buttons that you push for different. There's rainfall and there's a, there's a whale and stuff like that. It's really soothing. And it certainly helped me being away from home as often as Mel and I have been this past week or so. So if you got young ones in your life or you're lacking a good night's sleep yourself, you definitely did check out Al. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, probably not surprising to you is that Chuck made it to the Elite Eight bracket in Hulu's Best in Show competition. Uh, you can go to Hulu.com slash Best in Show to vote for Chuck in round three. It's up against Modern Family. And voting in this round ends Sunday, March 20th. So get your votes in. And this is available to international fans, too. One of the ways that international fans can support Chuck. That's right. And you know, Liz was just mentioning being away from home a lot. And I should mention why it looks completely different behind me this week. <laughs> I'm, I'm in New Orleans for work. And I'm having a lot of fun here. I'm exhausted. But um, that's, that's why this looks so different behind me. I'm sure someone was going to ask. So that's mm. ChuckTV.net has been shortlisted for the SFX Blog Awards 2011. Wow. The shortlist is up on the SFX website now. And um, we have a badge, a cool little badge that they sent us that you can click on and go vote for us. We would really appreciate it if you did. That's um, the SFX Blog Awards 2011. We'll look for the badge on ChuckTV.net. Very, very cool. Yeah, we were really pleased when we got that email. And it was funny because... Um, Dave Golder emailed us. He's their uh, online editor to let us know. And he says, okay, you're not technically a blog, but we're using the word in the loosest terms in this kind of shorthand. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But in, anyway, many thanks to FX, F, SFX for uh, putting us on that list, and we hope you'll go vote for us. Um, Tim McCoy, host of The Zone, has an awesome new interview with Vic Sahai. You'll hear insight, feel the drama, melt into the soothing sounds of Jeffster, and listen to an 80s, 80s original tune every now and then. You'll learn things about Vic you've never heard before. Prefer, prepare your ears for an adventure with the mellow Mr. Mocha and the man who puts the Esther in Jeffster. <laughs> Vic Sahai is on a really strange The Zone with Tim McCoy special episode. You can listen to the show at www.ppltv.net slash vic.html. And, you know, Vic's always a good interview. Oh, yeah. Definitely worth listening. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of Vic, I'm really excited about this news. Chuck is going to be at the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo on Saturday, March 19th. That's this coming Saturday. So here's the and the details on that. 615 to 715 is going to be Chuck's special video presentation and cast producer Q&A. And Chuck makes his debut at the C2E2 for, Q, bleh, for Q&A and special screening of exclusive footage and a fan favorite panel. Very cool. Co-creator, exclusive producer, Eric, Eric, Chris Fedak. I'm really excited. I hope I get to meet him because I'm going. Mm. Chris will be there along with um, favorites from the cast, which include Joshua Gomez, Ryan McPartland, Vic Sahai, and Scott Krinsky. Very Jester cool. Jester will be there. I wonder what they'll do. IGN Theater, um, there'll be an IGN Theater room 375E. So, and then 815 to 915 is the Chuck signing in room 178A. So, mark that down. Mo Ryan will be moderating the panel, and I'll be there to get the scoop. So, watch out for my report a couple days after that. Very cool. Now, when's Chuck coming to Toronto? Yeah. Right? Okay. Toronto <sighs> needs some love. Yeah, yeah, definitely needs some love. Well, I have no idea how to segue from that to our episode discussion, <laughs> so I'm just going to say... We have our episode discussion now from Chuck versus the A-Team, which was a very, very packed episode uh, featuring Robin Givens and the return of two of the Gretas, um, Stacey Keebler and Isaiah Mustafa. And uh, it was a very packed in- episode featuring um, 
a uh, some references to uh, the Hurt Locker. Uh, yeah. what, did you, what did you guys think? I'm glad that we got to revisit the Greta thing and find mm-hmm. out exactly what they were doing there. Um, we got to see Vic and Rick, having, <laughs> uh, you know, for thinking they were the A team and finding out they were not. Mm. Well, they were the A team for a short time. Yeah, for about what thirty minutes, mm-hmm. not counting commercials. Yeah, yeah. Vicky and Ricky, I like Vicky and Ricky better. Chuck was having too much fun with that. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. He was. Poor, poor guys. I was worried for them for a while. Like, Buckman, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, I really liked that Sarah was so miffed. I mean, <laughs> Chuck was miffed and Sarah was miffed. And mm-hmm. the way, I don't know, I just like the way that they both, we've seen Chuck feeling insecure before, um, both professionally and personally. But I think this is the first time we've seen Sarah feel insecure professionally. Well, and what was nice was it was it was motivated by different ways. So it was consistent with each of their characters. Mm-hmm. Like she was miffed more professionally. He was miffed more um, personally, yeah. if you want to put it that way. Um, but uh, one thing I should mention is this is the official... Uh, writing return of Phil Klemmer, who was on Undercovers for a little while, and now he's back, and this was his first full episode that he wrote, and this was also directed by one of the editors of Chuck, uh, Kevin Mock, and this was his first time directing an episode of Chuck. So, great job, uh, I thought, by Kevin for a first time directing. Yeah, props. I mean, not, not that it's first time ever directing. He's directed a lot of America's Top Model before, but this was his first time, I think, doing any scripted show, so... Very, very good job. And he had one with so many action sequences, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about the fight sequence between Chuck and the two um, intersects? That was cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the realization that they were using the same program, so neither of them could win. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That that was actually some really neat stuff. I I mean, I know um, some people had an issue with um, all of a sudden how easy it was to... uh, to download the intersect. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I think it wasn't that easy. I mean, they, they had a program for several months and we, we saw the Greta part of it, but that wasn't necessarily the only part of it. Um, where they were screening people, where they were after screening, they were observing them and, and working with them. So we don't know necessarily that, there wasn't a lot more to this process because we know originally Bryce Larkin was being being set up for it. And so they've been working on this for a while. Um, also, the other thing about that is that at least, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the improvements that Ellie made to the program probably helped things, wouldn't they? I'm not really sure because in the end, he proved that he was better because he used something non-intersect related. However, it seemed like there was a flash with information that he had that the two, the other two didn't, you know, they're towards the end. Uh, well, I, th- I, the, I thought the only reason for that was because he opened the, the, the bomb and he saw something oh, okay. that I, that Isaiah didn't see. And so he mm-hmm. was able to flash on the inner part of it and then improvise. Okay. Yeah, and it was the improvisation that showed that he was the superior intersect. Mm-hmm. That he was able to do more than just be a computer. Mm-hmm. You know, he was able to to 
bring prior knowledge into it and find another way. If, you know, just, just knowing how to defuse a bomb is, is great. I mean, don't get me wrong, but. But a machine can't improvise. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. I was reminded of data from Star Trek. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, Chuck was uh, very much the data of the group. The one who, you know, he's, he's just, you know, basically a machine with all these emotions. When you put the emotion chip in, um, it made, it made a difference. I, I know that's kind of funny, but I, it's what popped into my head when I was watching that whole sequence. I'm like, wow, it's data. Data with and without emotion chip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Side by side. So it was great. I loved, um, the comparison between, mm-hmm. you know, Rick and Vic. <laughs> Not going to be able to say that with a straight face, so uh-huh. just get used to it right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know the the comparison between them and and Chuck. Wow. Um, impressive. I liked it. And yeah. Boy, yeah. The the relief they felt when the intersect was removed from both of them. What a difference. Mm-hmm. That goes back to season one and even season two when Chuck was desperate to get it out of his head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's reminding us that he's accepted it now, but it is still something of a burden. And it took him a long time to figure out how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, there there were some really, really nice subtleties to this episode, and and some things that uh, I, I mean, in a, in a lot of ways that were were um, you had to deal with it at some point. And I I loved that way that they illustrated um, the A team versus the B team, and and why Chuck is so special. Awesome. I mean, we, we covered that and, and also that not just anybody could do this. Um, and, and also, uh, Casey's insecurities. Like Casey also had to, like, it wasn't just Chuck that was wrestling through, um, his place in things, but even Casey was wrestling through in a different way his place on the team. And so it, all, all of them, or at least, uh, Casey and Chuck especially come through this feeling more confident about the value of the team and their place in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. I also liked that they made a point of how much the fact that Chuck and Sarah are together, that they've broken those rules, you know, that they've gone against protocol mm-hmm. and are a couple, how much that helped them. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, you know, she kind of made a point to give him a big kiss after he saved the day in front of Vic and Rick. Mm-hmm. To, I don't know. I felt that was kind of a uh, a little thumbing her nose at their earlier mm-hmm. comments. Oh, yeah. 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 You guys will never do this. Yeah. Interesting that the intersect placed in military trained personnel um, makes them more robot-like than intersect in someone like Chuck who falls into it by accident. He's just a regular Joe working at a buy more. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of tend to think that that will always make a difference no matter where they try and put the intersect in, you know, if they're, if they're going to use military personnel, they're going to get, they're going to get robots. They're not going to get Chuck. Mm-hmm. True. Cause even Manoush was more emotional, more impro- improvisational. Mm-hmm. You remember back in season three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The nerds. Yep. <laughs> Revenge of the nerds, nerds man. <laughs> um, now, what, what do you think about um, <laughs> Casey training to, uh, Morgan in the ways of torture? <laughs> you know, I'm actually really glad to see that, that Casey is taking, he's training, he's training Morgan. I think yeah. that's awesome. 
it's I think it shows that he he cares about Morgan. He wants him to be able to withstand whatever may come his way because he's now involved in the spy world. Yeah. So, I mean, it can't be fun for Morgan to be going through this. Although I think on some level he does kind of like it Mm -hmm. because he's getting to live out, you know, Call of Duty. Oh yeah, well, and and Chris Chris Fedak, uh, I know you you guys had it up on the site, made the comments about how they're really looking at Morgan as the Chuck of season one, that mm-hmm. he's he's experiencing the spy world uh, for the first time, and and so we get to see that development into it, and, and it, uh, I, I I always love those things. I mean, I love the beginning of Spider Man one when he's just experimenting with his powers, and and when when you have things figured out, there's there's less of that newness to it. I don't know. Right. Sounds to me like Chris was listening to our podcast. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the training of Morgan, um, and I don't know if he'll ever be able to, when it comes against, when it comes to Chuck, he he withstood Chuck pretty well, but they, those guys know each other too well. Mm-hmm. They, there is no way that that Morgan is ever going to be able to keep anything really keep anything from Chuck. It's just not. And I think happen. maybe not from Sarah either. Probably not. You know, I think he's he's formed a bond with her, whether she likes it or not. Mm-hmm. And I think he won't be able to keep anything from her either. But I did appreciate that that Casey was training him. Mm-hmm. He did. And then we have Ellie talking 90 miles an hour when Devin gets home. <laughs> that was funny. And, and yeah, oh, charts and graphs for Clara. For, uh, for, any, <laughs> for anybody who um, has gone through that, <laughs> it, uh, it's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, poor Devin. Yeah. Wait, he's it afraid to, to go in. Getting, yeah, yeah, it leads to her getting... The laptop back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and being motivated to, to get inside it, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah, but there, I did take exception to one comment. What's that? I have to say, one comment that I took exception to was when she said that she, I mean, she was having problems with being just a stay-at-home mom. What? Yeah, I mean, I, d- I do think we have to take that in context. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. this is a, a woman with a, what, a PhD in... Um, and an MD and and an MD like and a neurosurgery neurosurgery and and so she's been surrounded by real overachieving women for a long time so for her to make that much of a leap to all of a sudden feeling kind of not on top of things when she's mm-hmm. a person who has always been on top of things and not being around people and not being around a whole bunch of people who respect her and and that kind of thing i think that was Perhaps a little more where it came from. Well, I get that and everything, but I don't know. I got to stand up for the stay-at-home mommers. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard job. Oh, Ellie. Yeah. You saw how hard it was, Ellie. <laughs> it's a hard job. Yeah. My husband keeps telling me, I've seen your job. I don't want it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. otherwise, um, yeah, I think she... And I love the tactic she used with um, Jeff and Lester. Again, she uses her, you know, female wiles mm-hmm. <laughs> on them to to get them to uh, cough up the the computer. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and one thing I, I had to point out, and I, I know it was very, very subtle, but I've really appreciated it. I know we've talked on the podcast about um, how if you had the ability to turn off one thing to enjoy, enjoy the show more, it would be um, believe that they have a jet that goes Mach 20. Um, uh-huh. To get around the world so fast. I love the fact that when they were getting on the plane, they made a very strong point about showing it being sunset. And then when they get off the plane, it's the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they actually show you the passage of time. Um, and so we, we know that they just didn't hop there and hop back. Yeah, a little less inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So that's a little more believable. Yeah. 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 So, speaking of believable, the the um, the scenery for when they went to pick up the dog, what was the dog's name again? Yana. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty um, well done. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Just had to say that. Yeah. yeah. And I got a kick out of how Chuck decided that if this this individual's name was Yana, it couldn't be the wife. It had to be the mistress. <laughs> yeah. And it's a dog. I, yeah. I make assumptions based on names too. Uh-huh. Crack me up. Oh no, they chopped her up and put her in a bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a little afraid of that too. Yeah. Yeah. And then the realization, uh, we're the B team. Mm-hmm. We can pump ourselves as much as we want, but we're the B team. Uh-huh. You know, the confrontation between Casey and Sarah, I, I really, and Casey was really trying to um, make her see, you know, his point and he, she wouldn't let him talk. And, I, you know, for a moment there, I really, I just felt so sad for Casey. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I just felt so bad for him. And, and at the same time, you know, Sarah's hurt and maybe betrayal. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. That was. I don't know. It, did it affect you guys that way? That scene in the, well, in the hallway. I, I mean, I think. I think that um, really, when you think about it, Casey is a colonel. He's uh, like one of the best sharpshooters in the world, and um, he craves action. And he's often the guy in the van, or he's the bartender, or that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, J- D- Director Bentley made that point mm-hmm. when she recruited him. You're stuck yeah. doing paperwork or playing, you know, bartender. Yeah. And, and he saw it and, you know, um, it's funny that Sarah didn't see that. If she, um, she didn't see it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In but, her mind, he's still an integral, you know, he's an integral part of the team. Um, she's just not realizing that he's getting stuck. Well, yeah. Box. I mean, just her comment that, you know, when, you know, when he said to her that, you know, you and Bartoski are a great team. And she said, we yeah, have together, you know, the three of us together, we were the best. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. Yikes. <laughs> it was, it, it was, a, I thought it was an emotional scene. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm glad that they had it though. I really would have been mm-hmm. bothered if they didn't have some kind of a check or a Casey and Sarah scene, mm-hmm. given what was going on. Yeah. yeah. Their yeah. relationship at this point is such that it would have been, um, it would have been missed if it wasn't there. Yeah, and uh, it, and and how nice was it that when Casey was finally in charge, like the thing that we, you know, he's not in the van; he's the guy who was on the scene calling the shots. It was so nice for for him to make the decision. No, 
Isaiah Mustafa, you stand down. It's I believe in Chuck more than I believe in you. Yeah. Yeah, but interesting, interesting that he hesitated just for that moment. I thought that yeah. was interesting. Well, I thought it was it was kind of showing us that he wasn't going he wasn't doing that based on emotion. Mm-hmm. He was doing it. He was calculating. You know, he was strategizing, and he decided Chuck was their best bet because mm-hmm. he knows Chuck and he knows Captain Rick, and you know Chuck's the one that's going to save us from nuclear fallout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's done it before, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, how how much fun? I thought um, Jeff and Lester were actually. This was a really nice use of their storyline um, with the whole. ESP thing and the Sia. No. Hello. Lester, it's right in front of your face. What kind of name is Sia? I know, but how did he get it? (laughs) That's disturbing. Right? Well, his hair, his hair are like antenna. (laughs) If if you look, if you look at a close up of, of, of Jeff, it really looks like he's got antenna coming out of his head. It cracks me up that that's how Scott does his hair for this. Oh, I know. I know. That's not what he, you know, in real life, it's not, he doesn't have a little fro in real life. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty funny. Yeah. I just think it's amazing that he actually got it, though. I know. Yeah. Amazing and disturbing. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Lester doesn't get it. Yeah. (sighs) No. Well. So then we have the uh, the Hurt Locker bomb suit first, and him looking like a Pillsbury Doughboy walking yeah. in it. I didn't see the Hurt Locker, but I'm gathering that that was an inside uh, thing. I didn't see it either, so I don't I don't get that. But I did get the the Stay Puff Man <laughs> mm-hmm. looking like the Stay Puff. It was pretty funny. Yeah, and the apple juice. I got such a kick out of Casey giving him his juice box. Yeah. yeah. That was really cute. <laughs> but mm. in the end, you know, it saved the day. But I just thought that was adorable. Yeah. You know, I had a feeling it was going to come into play. They just, they had, they put too much attention on it. Yeah. So I kind of had that one figured out. Sorry, guys, you didn't fool me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For I'd once. I actually seen the comment on Twitter about it, so I knew it was coming too. But yeah. yeah. I'd like to I, think I would have figured it out myself. Yeah. I'm usually the one in the dark. So <laughs> now, I feel pretty good about myself right now. <laughs> now, what do you make of um, Robin Givens at the end giving Ellie the laptop and what's going to come of that? What was that? I'm excited about it, to be honest. I didn't want Robin Givens to be done yet. I didn't want mm-hmm. to, to give up that easily. And for her to be drawing Ellie into it just adds a level of menace to her character that I really like. She has no problem using whoever she can to accomplish her goal. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not quite sure what her goal is. is yeah. It to create an intersect army? Well, now one thing that threw me a little, um, I don't, I'm sure you guys caught this, is it was a very interesting choice that they used the ring music for her. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they. I didn't. 
peg, I didn't identify it as ring music, but it was definitely villain music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So, is she, is she a turncoat? Is she rogue? She can't be rogue because she is actually part of the Greta. You know, she seems to be active in the CIA work, or the NSA crap. Mm-hmm. What is she with? Uh, NSA, yeah. No, 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 she's CIA. No, no, no. She's in D.C. She's in the um, Clint, or, yeah, National Clint, C, NCD? National Clint, NCS! <laughs> National <laughs> Clandestine Service. That's it, that's it. CIA. And somebody was going to correct us with, like, I, I could just feel as, as, as you were saying that, somebody's paws were on the Twitter ready to correct us. <laughs> I got and it. And you don't have to correct us. Right. <laughs> Yeah, if only Jeff had been here to scribble. Mm-hmm. Right, that's, that's what we needed. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, maybe she's, maybe she wasn't, maybe she wasn't rogue, but maybe now she is. Because or double agent. Mm-hmm. I just keep getting the feeling that she's connected to Volkov somehow. It could be, could be, and uh, Off is not so- dead. I think I think that's about it for the episode, right? Except for the um, preview of next week, which I didn't see because I had to watch it online. Yeah. Oh, same here. Well, um, the preview of next week, um, it's uh, I guess we 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 usually can discuss freely the preview for next week, and this is not mm-hmm. really spoilers, but uh, it's it's an episode where it's the Who Done It. Um, oh, and very, okay. very interestingly, um, this is right at the position in the season that last year's bottle episode was. Mm-hmm. And by bottle episode, um, Scott Rosenbaum explained that it's an episode where um, they only use their existing sets. They don't go out on lo- location or don't go on location as much. And mm-hmm. uh, they've explained with bottle episodes when all the action is confined to in this case the buy more and castle that they have to put a lot more writing effort into it and mm-hmm. the what ends up happening is that the bottle episodes are some of the strongest episodes so mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to this one yeah me too i am too i'm a huge mystery buff so mm-hmm. yeah i'm intrigued we'll have more on that in the spoiler section mm-hmm. yep so that's uh that's it for Chuck versus the A-Team. Um, we give it three thumbs up, I think. Yep. <laughs> one each, right? Yeah, one each. I, I have two, so we oh, can do six. Oh, six thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it was a packed episode. They, I mean, it covered a lot of ground. Great, great first outing for Kevin Mock as a director. And uh, and I thought Phil Klemmer, glad to have him back. So yes. very, very Welcome back, Phil. Welcome back, Phil. You still have the prettiest hair on the writing staff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so as uh, we've done the last few weeks, because you've had the helpful corner um, giving you all of the information you need, um, we won't do our old conclusion, but we'll go right into the sponsors, thanking our sponsors, and then after that, the spoilers. So as we discussed last time, leave your headphones in and watch the sponsor messages because they help support us and we are grateful for that. And then after that, if you don't want to hear spoilers, you can pull your headphones out or press stop. Uh, but make sure to watch Chuck live on Monday night and be a part of the uh, Chuck, chat, Chuck live chat if you're if you can type and watch at the same time. I can't. I'm sorry. But if you can, 
um, all power to you. And uh, let's make sure that that 1.6 is something that we never see again, but that it's 1.7 or higher. Hey, we'd love 1.9. Yes, we would. Yeah, or 2.0. That'd be great, too. But till next time, thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. And now we want to thank our sponsors, ielabs.com, makers of award-winning ActionBlue AVCHD conversion software, which offers full HD videos on regular DVD discs. It even works with HD clips with, from the newest iPhone 4. You can get your free trial of the software at ielabs.com. We also want to thank moviemorons.com for supporting Check versus the podcast. Movie Morons is a podcast all about film, so if you are inclined to find out what movies you should be watching this fall, check out moviemorons.com. And SyrianJunkies.de. We want to thank them for supporting us as well. Hello, this is Christina Caramel from Serien Junkies TV. Are you addicted to TV shows? Be our guests and learn the latest news and reflections on what's going on in the world of TV series. Well, our show is in German, but maybe you want to drop in anyway? Then visit www.serienjunkies.de and watch out for our video podcast. See you. Spoiler warning. And we're back. Mel, what have you got for us? We have the official synopsis for next week's episode, Chuck versus the Murder. Murder. Monday, March 21st. When a spy is murdered in Castle, it's up to Chuck to figure out who done it. Robin Givens is back. Chuck is put in charge of a top priority mission, but his leadership skills are pushed to the limit when there is a murder in Castle. Meanwhile, Awesome is takes on a mission of his own when Ellie finds an alarming new hobby. I think we know what that is. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, Morgan's leadership is also tested when his Buy More troops wage war against Large Mart. Oh, boy. Yvonne uh, uh, Strahovski, oops, I just scrolled that right down. Um, Scott Krinsky, Vic Sahai, Mark Christopher Lawrence, and Benita Friedrichi also star. Some people were a little worried because it didn't say anywhere in here that Adam Baldwin was around, but as we saw from the preview, he is. He is. Yeah. Oh, and one thing we forgot to discuss, and so only the spoiler people are getting this. We forgot to mention in the discussion of the episode that Chuck is now in charge of the Intersect Project, which is oh yeah, which probably is a little bit of what's being talked about in this, um, where he has extra responsibilities and he's tested. Mm-hmm. Good. It's kind of a promotion for him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gonna. It's gonna be interesting. Well, speaking of next week's episode, we have a little more intel on that from EW.com. They say, we've always wanted to do, well, actually, it's Chris Fedak talking to them. He says, Mm -hmm. we've always wanted to do a murder mystery. So we're working on an episode right now where something terrible happens to someone down in Castle and Chuck and company are given the Sherlockian job of figuring out who the murderer is. Um, so he says, we're working on, on our own spy version of a chamber piece. While this is going on in Castle, Fedex said that upstairs by more would be, would be experiencing a big crazy story of their own. We're having a lot of fun with that one right now. I cannot wait to see what they're oh, doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be insane. And if you remember last time, it was the fortunate son, the, the last <laughs> stand and stuff, which was hilarious. Yeah. Now, there's a rumor that part of this is going to be in black and white. Really? Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah, um, EW suggested it, and Fedak said, well, the entire episode's not going to be in black and white. And then I can't remember another source. Another source quoted him as saying that maybe part of it would be, and I cannot remember where that was. Mm. But um, it's it's possible. Possible. We'll, we'll see. Should be interesting. And say it again, bottle episode usually mm-hmm. means real good bottle. Yeah. So, and uh, also from uh, TV line, there was a question posed. Any word on a renewal for Chuck yet? I hope to God that it comes back next season. Arcana. And Osiello said, let's put it this way. Boss men Josh Schwartz and Chris Fedak are in no way, shape, or form being subtle about expressing to NBC their expectation that the show will return. How unsubtle? The title of the May 16th season finale is Chuck versus the Cliffhanger. <sighs> Those guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. And you know that's going to be something literal, right? Yeah. So... What and if our what if our last shot of season four actually is one of our our heroes hanging off a cliff? Uh huh. Yikes! And if if that's the wedding episode too? Oh boy! Just you know, everybody, be current on your medications. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying, maybe pop a Bayer before you start watching. Uh huh. Just just as a precaution. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we also have more from EW.com and uh, Laurie writes in, what's Morgan going to be up to on Chuck? And uh, they write, they respond, well, if you watch Monday night's episode, you saw that Morgan stepped up to protect John Casey's secret second assignment with the Gretas, who are no more. Uh, but according to Chris Fedek, oh my gosh, I keep scrolling down to read this and it just goes all the way to the bottom of the page. According to uh, Chris Fedek, that somewhat speaks to the relationship the writers are building between the two, Casey and Morgan. Uh, to quote Fedak, we have some really funny stuff coming up in regard to the odd couple that is Morgan Grimes and Colonel John Casey. It's a peculiar decision to decide to room with your girlfriend's dad, but they're also very good friends and Morgan needed a place to, to crash. Going forward, we really like the idea of Morgan as Chuck season one, the guy who's experiencing the spy world anew, fresh. We have some really interesting ideas about where we're going with him in this season and how it all folds back to John Casey and his girlfriend, Alex. And if things get out of hand, it's good to know that Sarah always has her trinket. Uh-huh. <laughs> Indeed. Well, and finally, E! Online has some very interesting Chuck tidbit in their spoiler chat. They were asked by fan Sadie. Sadie's very simple and to the point. All she says is, Chuck! <laughs> so E! Online says, well, Sarah's bachelorette party will feature a male stripper disguised as, as enemy commando. Wackiness ensues. Also, um, ew. Yeah. I can't figure out if that's referring, if they mean that the stripper's disguised as an enemy commando or it's an enemy commando disguised as a stripper. Don't you think that makes more sense? That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, (laughs) we'll see. We hope. Either way, somebody's commando. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just hope nobody's stripping. Yeah. No stripping. Oh, yeah. I for, uh, some people have speculated that it, this involves Jeff. Please, God, no. Oh, please, no. Oh, oh no. I've seen more of him than I need to. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's all we have for the spoilers. Well, hey, that was a lot of spoilers. Um, yeah. So uh, that's all we have for this week. And next week, we have a very, very cool episode. And then after that, another break. But we will be back 
next week. And so we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, Bye-bye.